Today we'll talk about why people don't want to see an INFJ angry. You've heard of the INFJ rage, the INFJ anger, and it is something that of course people might be intimidated by or scared of, but the fact is that very few people have actually experienced it. But we have, you know, we as INFJs, one way or another, have been in this state where we have experienced anger when we have, you know, put it out there. We have made people experience that kind of anger coming from us and we know the results of it. And every single time we experience this, we know for sure, okay, people don't want to see this. They don't. Like, this is something that's going to shock people. This is something that's going to make people maybe cry, that's going to make them just you know, question everything they ever said to you. They're going to question the relationship they have with you because it can be so intense. So today we're talking about what that is all about. Like why are people so shocked once they see an INFJ angry? Why is it something that really makes them question everything? And more so we're going to ask, what are we going to do with that knowledge? Are we just going to use it as a weapon that we could use in case of emergencies? Is it something we want to use? Or is it something that might actually make our life hard and miserable and maybe not the way we would want it to be. Before we get started though, I want to remind you if you haven't done this so far to download the poster on the five pillars to an INFJ epic life. And if you say I want to use that time now and really kickstart my INFJ epic life journey, then get the INFJ epic life audio guide. All the information you find in the links in the description. So how does it get to an INFJ rage, like the INFJ anger? It is not something that is there all the time. This is not the typical INFJ scenario. Of course, there are INFJs who are just, you know, angry all the time and they let it out on people, but that's not the most common case. In most cases, INFJs are all about creating harmony. They're all about creating a comfortable environment. And then something happens that makes the INFJ snap. And what is that? Most of the time it's when people have taken too much advantage of you because we tend to look the other way. We always tend to try to understand why others are doing certain things and we find explanations for that and excuses. And this happens on a default level. This is probably the easiest thing to do in the short term. But at some point, you know, everything just boils up. At some point you recognize, oh, I've given too much, I've done too much, like I cannot take it anymore. And that's when this volcano erupts. And it is really something that people have never seen before. Like I've seen people cry, I've seen people be completely in shock and like frozen. And I've seen people just completely lose any kind of feeling that was all based on, oh, we are friends, because they just didn't know the person that was standing in front of them. And I've experienced this when it comes to my personal life. I've experienced this when it came to uh, other INFJs that I've worked with. So this is something that we all sort of have experienced. But the interesting part about it is that we don't feel good at that moment. It's not like a relief where we feel like, oh, now I can finally say what I want. It feels like this for a minute, but at some point, guilt comes up. At some point, you ask yourself, am I really that cold? Is it really possible that I so not care how I make other people feel? Like there is just such ruthlessness to it that it sort of like scares us to a big extent. But it's also like evident. It's like, okay, at that moment, I really don't care. And on top of that, I hurt you 
where you expect it the least, right? Because we've talked about this. We as INFJs are perfect observers. We are great at being in situations where, you know, we just look at how people are reacting, where their weak spots are, what are the things that they most care about. And when it comes down to it, we really freak out, right? And we hit them exactly where it hurts. But so the question is, is this something that you know, it's just a superpower. Is it something that we can have in the back of our pocket as in, okay, people shouldn't test me because in the end this will come out. And with this, I win. Do we really win though? Because what's happening in that situation, right? We just see, oh, okay. That person understands I'm not a doormat that you can just use and then toss away. Like at some point I will fight back. And yes, it sort of feels like, okay, the other person hasn't won. You know, when before it looked like, oh, they're just, you know, abusing my kindness. At that moment, they recognize, oh, okay, I can't mess with that INFJ. But the truth is the INFJ doesn't feel like they have won in that situation either. Because the last thing they wanted was actually to bring out that rage and to bring out that anger. Because this consequently leads to us show this dark, ruthless, cold part of ourselves that for the longest time we tried to hide. I mean, think about it. Why does it come out at this moment? It comes out because we have suppressed it for the longest time. It is not that when you don't suppress it, that you're angry all the time. No, it actually is that you are protecting your boundaries more. It is that you, you know, act in a way that is a little bit more assertive all the time on a regular basis. It's like, you know, you live it out in your environment. You live it out in your daily life and therefore it won't get to that situation. So let's back up here for a minute. Yes, we know it can be a powerful weapon, but having this weapon doesn't mean that it's the most efficient way for you to get what you want, right? Because if it has gotten to a place where you let this all out, you have already sacrificed so much. Most of the time you even door slam this relationship altogether because you feel like I cannot do this. This person has actually seen such a hard part of myself. I don't want this anymore. And I'm so disappointed by how far this person has taken it. I'm too angry. I'm too sad. I'm too disappointed. I don't want anything to do with this. And so when you get to the situation, most of the time it's already over and you might ask yourself, okay, but doesn't that mean that the person never deserved to be in your life? And that's just like how it goes. Like sometimes you have an argument or sometimes you're just angry and you know, you show them that you are not somebody they could mess with and then you're done. But the truth is that most people will get you to that point. And it's not because people are inherently bad. It's because we all need boundaries in order to function. Well, we all have something that we struggle with. And some of us just take it in, others take it out. Both strategies are not healthy. They're not healthy for the individual and they're also not healthy for the person that, you know, you're in a relationship with. And I'm not talking about just, you know, romantic relationships. I'm just talking about whoever you have any kind of communication with, because even if you're somebody who takes it in, which INFJs do very often. So this typical thing of, okay, Somebody, you know, chooses something and doesn't really care about your opinion, doesn't really care if you're doing well, forgets about you, all that stuff. And you're not even demanding it at some point, you know, passive aggressive behavior will come up. Typical INFJ stuff. If that doesn't work at some point, you're going to really, 
you know, get that anger out. And then it's even more uncomfortable. All that time when you say, oh, okay, I understand where the other person is coming from. I know they're hurting. I'm looking at what's best for them and I neglect what is best for me. This anger rises up in you. So during that entire time, you're suffering and that other person is suffering. The same thing happens if you're somebody who externally expresses rage, right? This on the other hand is not a typical INFJ scenario, right? This happens more with extroverts that they tend to, you know, push out their anger way too much uh, to the outside. So in this scenario, also neither of the parties is really happy because the person who expresses anger all the time, they're not recognizing what's going on within them that causes them to be angry. So they're unhappy during that entire time. And so is the person who's receiving all of that anger. That being said, it's not on us to make everybody else feel good. It's not on us to heal other people's anger issues. What we can do is take care of our own. And the way to do that is to recognize that waiting until the other person gets that they shouldn't treat you a certain way is not the way to go. So what does this mean practically? It means that you stop waiting for other people to see your value. It's not on them. They cannot see it most of the time because people are drowning. People are drowning around you all the time. They have problems themselves. They don't know what's going on with their life. They're unhappy. That doesn't excuse any bad behavior, but it brings the responsibility back to you to enforce your boundaries. And if you do that, you are never going to get to a position where this rage and this anger comes out the way we talked about before. What is going to happen though, is that from the beginning, you're going to be way more assertive. So you actually use this anger as a part of your identity. You actually allow it to be part of who you are. You integrate it. And once you integrate it, you are just not that overall kind person all the time. And then at some point, you know, you flip out and all the dark side comes out, right? No, you actually are a way more balanced person who makes sure that no matter who comes into your life, you from the beginning show them this is what I will accept and this is what I won't accept. And people will recognize, okay, I can't talk to her or him in a certain way because that's not something they're going to accept. And guess what? When you first start this process, it will feel uncomfortable. It's not like something that feels natural, but you can't push yourself towards it. And I always encourage you just try it out. Like what's the worst that's going to happen that you realize, oh, I wasn't kind enough. Well, after you realize that after a couple of days, when this feeling is gone, you can still apologize. But most of the time, the following will happen. Somebody will say something to you that you don't like. You're not going to turn the other cheek. You're not going to think about, oh, they're just stressed. That's why they're saying it doesn't matter. It's still not okay for you to be the recipient of their negative behavior. And so you say something back and this is not about hurting the other person. This is about being a mirror towards the person of if you act a certain way, I'm not going to give you my best behavior. I'm not going to give you what you want because I will not accept this. Like there is a consequence to your actions. I will show you if you act a certain way, this is what you're going to get back. And you need to do this because if you don't do this, people will not learn. And I'm not saying this out of a place of superiority and you need to teach people because you know, they just don't know any better. 
it's just human behavior. The typical example I give in the scenario is this, you know, if you tell a child don't touch the hot stove, they're still going to do it. It's exciting. It's like, you know, their sense for adventure. But once they burn their finger, they won't do it anymore because subconsciously they have learned there's danger there. In the same way, you can't expect people on a conscious level to protect your boundaries because you've explained yourself, because you want them to get it, because you want them to sort of realize that you've been such a good friend and you deserve better. If somebody is hurting and they have some kind of negativity coming out, it will come out one way or another. And they won't get to a place where they consciously think about what that would mean towards you because they're so overwhelmed with their own life and their own problems and their own perception that they can't really recognize this. But if they subconsciously have learned that certain behaviors will bring them pain, then they are not going to act this way. And on top of that, they don't even have to think about it. It happens on autopilot. And what you're doing with that is that you're actually giving the relationship the best possible chance to survive. Because if you don't, if you keep on walking on eggshells, if you keep on pretending there's harmony, you know what happens. At some point, the INFJ anger will come out and that will most likely really destroy the relationship. It will be really hard to come back from that. It's not that people cannot forgive you. They very often do. And sometimes, you know, outbursts like this actually repair a lot of, you know, things that have happened because there is also like a boundary setting within that, right? But it's so extreme and it's not necessary. And it does make you feel uncomfortable as well as the other person. But if you start practicing setting those boundaries and doing things that sort of feel uncomfortable for you, but that you know in the long term, you know, you're going to be comfortable with, then, you know, things will get easier. And that's what I mean. Like, let's say somebody says something to you and then, you know, you don't like that behavior and you say something back and that makes you feel bad. You know, I'm saying like, stay with this discomfort because why are you feeling bad? You're feeling bad because you think, oh, the other person is going to think I'm mean. They're going to think I'm selfish. Um, they're going to think that I'm ruthless. Maybe I was even too mean. Okay, these are your thoughts at that moment. You don't know if these thoughts are rational or if these thoughts are happening because it's like this fear of abandonment or if it's a fear of ego loss because your ego is based on being a person who's overly kind. But if you sit with this discomfort or some people say, oh, you know, do EFT tapping, like whatever works for you best. But if you stay with this feeling until this feeling subsides, so you wait a couple of days, you don't go directly back and apologize. You don't directly go back and, you know, have a new opinion and try to change everything that happened. No, you know, you feel bad. You stay within that and you wait until this feeling goes away. Once this feeling goes away, you can make a way more rational decision. And that decision could be, okay, I was too mean. I need to apologize. I need to roll back a little bit. Or that decision can be, well, now that I'm completely, you know, emotionless about this, I acted correctly right. This would be exactly what I would recommend a friend to do if they were in a similar situation that I was in. And that's a place where you can then decide, okay, what is my next step? Am I going to act in a similar way in the future or not? 
But the great thing about this is once this emotional response is gone, that first emotional thing, you're not going to feel bad anymore for demanding those boundaries to be protected. It will feel natural. It won't feel like you're a bad person. It won't feel like you're ruthless or mean. And before you know it, you will just have integrated this in your life completely. And so these parts of you that could come out in just like those milliseconds when, you know, everything has been done and you've tried everything and that's like this huge rage, that just won't happen anymore because it's just part of your identity on a daily basis and in such a small dose that it's actually healthy and it seems balanced and it doesn't seem like it's something that, you know, will hurt other people. I don't know if you've actually met people or INFJs in real life who act in a way, you know, where they haven't integrated this anger, but it's actually rather uncomfortable because you feel like, oh, okay, that person is always apologizing. That person is always taking the backseat. Like they make it a point to be that person who could never do anything wrong. I've been that person. I know that this is a common INFJ thing, but it happens out of fear. It happens out of fear that if I stick up for myself, if I say, listen, um, you know, you can't talk to me this way, um, people will not like you in any kind of way, or they will not protect you, or they will abandon you, or whatever it may be. And we have to get to a place where we dare to take on that challenge, because you deserve to be liked, including that part of you that makes sure that your boundaries are protected. Okay, I hope this was food for thought. Remember, if you haven't done this so far, to download the free poster on the five pillars to an INFJ epic life. And if you want to take it to the next level, then get that audio guide. I'm really, really proud of it. And uh, it's really been helpful to a lot of people. I wish you an amazing week and I see you next time.